When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Let's go now to our new episode of The Unfiltered Rise with me, Heidi Love. All right, welcome back to part four. We're doing this again. We're back. (laughs) Heidi Love, Unfiltered Rise. We are here. We don't Um, give up. We don't give up. (laughs) We're no quitters. (laughs) That's right. We we got to finish strong. Yes. Uh, Before we jump back into the slideshow and all the pictures, that we were going over, I just found one little thing that I wanted to point out, um, going back to when I was talking about Tom Harrison, who wrote that book, um, visions of glory. Uh-huh. I actually found this little thing. Cause well, so he had, he had put out this letter cause the church was mad at him. He got in trouble for his book and he basically had to come out and say he wasn't going to speak on it publicly and write an apology letter. So they wouldn't, um, excommunicate him or something Um, but but he was still speaking publicly and making himself an authority figure and I didn't go into the part about how he was connected to Tim Ballard and I'm trying to remember what I saw that it was um they had some little side relationship there's one one of the little Mormon groups that does podcasting was talking about it and now it's slipping my mind stories is it Mormon stories or Mormon oh yeah 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 Mormon yeah, stories. they did one on it. There was a few of them, but Mormon stories okay. did one on it. Um, which I've talked about John Dolan before, and I feel like he's oh, controlled yeah. because he dumbs everything I down. Tell. I cannot tell. Yeah, he's he's different. I don't know. I well, when you when he he'll expose a lot of the stuff that's like basic level, like doctrine or financial stuff. But when it comes to like the SRA stuff, he won't touch it. And I know he knows it. about it. And Um, there's just some weird stuff going on with him, but so anyway, okay. So he, he, there's something out on Mormon stories and they do go into the whole visions of glory. If you're a ex Mormon and you ever read that book and you're interested in it, you can go watch that on there. And they talk about the connection between Tim Ballard and Tom Harrison. So it's interesting, but I just wanted to point this out because this is, this was a, a conference that I went to. It was called a time of awakening. Um, it was, they were calling it the Zion conference and a bunch of the people that my, uh, polyamorous cult leader, Karen prayer, 
the one oh, who boy. was like the her female Joseph Smith. That was where I met oh, her. No. Was that <laughs> and I found this and it was interesting because there's so the names of the people who rub shoulders in this group that I mentioned in one of the previous um, episodes is uh, our Stephen Marshall, David Warwick, Thomas G. Harrison, Karen Preer, um, Dela Taylor, I think is how you say her name, Robert J. Norman and Avraham Gileadi. And they've all written big books and they were all at a lot of these conferences that I used to go to. So I just wanted to read about him because he's the one that I read that um, message from on Instagram from that woman who told me that he was essentially named by a lot of the victims that she oh. gave therapy to. Okay. And the lady so, that was going to sue, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That lady. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's the one, he's the one that was my therapist and he was the one who, um, wrote the book visions of glory. So, so I just want to read his bio here. Cause it's interesting because okay. with what she said, how she said that he was a reprogrammer essentially in the nineties and that all of her clients named him and that he's not a good guy. Um, it says here, Tom G. Harrison was trained in cognitive behavioral therapy, psychodynamic therapy, reality-oriented therapy, and relationship therapy. He has taught at the University of Utah Medical School, graduate of social work, and law school. Whoa. Oh, he has taught. He's taught at law school. Okay. Um, and at Brigham Young University's School of Law mediation and conflict resolution he is co-author of dealing with dependency um now i'm going to stop there for a second because now this is interesting okay i'm just first going to say he's huge i used to go see him in his office and he's massive tall guy oh, um wow. easily could have the hybrid genetics right and and he definitely has a lot of history and background and with all of his near-death experiences, I don't even know if his book's real or some, if he just made it up or whatever, but it, I mean, it, well, it can't be true because he, you know, Jesus comes back with Joseph Smith and the second coming, um, in his book, but he has all of this training that would be perfect from a bloodline family to set you up to handle children, right? To handle, cause he, he's a therapist for sexual abuse is essentially what he does. So his, his books that he's authored and then all of the schools that he's taught at puts him in a perfect position, you know, to be a handler for children. Um, and then his book titles are super interesting. So dealing with dependency, real intimacy, that's a book about sexual relationships and marriage. And he is really weird because he co-authored that with two women. Oh. Um, and those who offend my little ones. So what I've always found with people who do something like you've got Tim Ballard, who I'm going to go ahead and say, I believe he's trafficking children. Mm. I have said um, the best way for them to hide is to write about or talk about or be involved with the opposite of what they're actually doing, like the exact opposite, right? So I was just reading this and it hit me like those who offend my little ones. And if he's involved in covering up and helping reprogram children who are claiming sex, sex abuse, he sure has all of the exact training that he would need for that. 
um, and has written books on the opposite of all those topics. So it says Harrison has spoken to many groups on the topic of human intimacy within relationships and has counseled over 3000 survivors of sexual abuse. He has been in private practice as a mental health professional in Salt Lake City for 32 years. And the other thing that he just got or that he's connected to is there's these ladies and I can't remember their name right now, but they were um, convicted of abuse. They found some neglected kids like in a cage at their house or something. I don't know if you've heard about that, but they're talking about it on a lot of the other Mormon channels. They were like Mormon therapists again. And he's been in a lot of therapies or like um, conventions and stuff with her speaking by her side. And she just got sent to jail for like keeping kids in in um cages and and neglect and crazy stuff so he's just affiliated with some really weird people anyway i thought that was super this was in 2016 and i had this forever oh real quick before i move on from this that lady who um i've mentioned this before but karen prayer the one who ran oh, the little uh-huh. coat cult who's okay. like a female joseph smith she is in this is what hit me in here when i realized she says right in here she's a in a, a secret society. Um, she's a dame in the sacred medical order of the Knights of hope. That's I've a secret society. That's if you weird. I hadn't either, but if you go look it up, it's all these women what in purple robes wearing these almost like wizard hats. It, it's like a medical Ew. secret. Society. So she, she's like a, a witch of a sort, you know, you purple's know, like this. super, um, a culty too. Purple's like, Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Anyway, so it's just some, I I know a lot of people out there that are Mormons know who these people are. So they'd be interested. So she's never been stopped at all. She's still doing the same thing. That lady. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know because she told me that I could have ruined her whole, um, her whole torn down her whole 10 years of getting group that's why they kicked me out you know because I was having dreams and visions about their little secrets but okay as far as I know um I she's not been active on social media or anything in a few years and she hasn't been putting out videos like she was back then so maybe maybe well because like the video that I put out that's coming out tomorrow like I talk a lot about them in that video as well And, um, that group, this, her, her spiritual husband, because she does like spiritual. Oh, she does spiritual. Oh, well, and, and it's also not just straight. Like she, they do same sex stuff too. Oh, okay. So she has like a girlfriend too, who she shares her boyfriend with. And, um, he, what was I going to say about him? Now I forgot why I was going there with him. Um, I forget. What did you ask me? Uh, like, is she still doing this now? This lady? Is she still? Oh, Mormon? oh, that's right. Um, uh, she's, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she's still having all the relationships, but I think she kind of went under the radar when, because, oh, I know what I was going to say. I went, they sat in peyote with me, her boyfriend and girlfriend. She tried to come with David Hamblin. They all did it with me and she tried to come too. And, um, she was doing saying some really weird stuff. And I basically called her and told her she was uninvited and that, um, 
this was basically my, fa- I knew all the people really well, well at the time I was, you know, pretty close with David Hamblin and Dylan Kidder who put on this peyote ceremony at the time. And she, she was still threatening me and just being really weird. She always used to say, don't make me your God, but then she would like make herself your God and like try to command and control her whole group in these really weird ways. And I, I just, was really sensitive to her energy and I can't remember all the details, but I was feeling a lot of weird stuff. So I told her, I called her, I literally, literally called her and told her she couldn't come. And so they came and back then, you know, they were still, that was a year after I got kicked out of the group, but, um, I don't know. Uh, her huh. girlfriend's related to Oaks, the general oh, authority. Oh, Dallin? marriage. Her, yeah, her husband is like, I don't know if he's his uncle or his son, but they're very closely related. And so it's just oh, wow. more of those familiar that shows you that all these secrets are taught. They're not like just, it's not like somebody just made this up and decided to go and do this. It, it's Right, like, right. That's so weird. And, and that, But they can't possibly be like in anymore they would have excommunicated them right or did well that's the thing is they don't they don't care because um who was it that I was thinking about the other day that the church the church knows about what a lot of people are doing they'll straight up go in and tell them and they don't care certain people of a certain bloodline they don't excommunicate them it just depends on maybe that's why they haven't come after me yet (laughs) I keep waiting because I'm like, do me a favor, like it's easier, you know. Nope, nothing. Still got the missionaries door knocking me, so they know where I am. Well, maybe they have your little family's Nephilim hybrid genetics. That's why I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Which I also wanted to say, I wanted to say to you because I heard when you were talking to Brandon, you were saying how. I had said that you looked, you have the features. And then you were talking mm-hmm. about another episode with some guys who pointed it out. Oh, too. it was, it was totally it was, different guys. They didn't even know anything. I was like explaining uh, to them. Yeah. And they were they like, you're look. explaining yourself. Yeah. They were like, well, she's literally talking about her own self. Cause I was like, oh, cause they started looking, <laughs> well, there were like three, it was like a forum and they were like, yeah. um, and I was like, I know, oh. I know. They just well, yeah, that's weird. so funny. You can't, you can't avoid it. But, but I just had to say because it was so funny when I was listening to you the way you said it, it made me feel bad because I was like, I hope I didn't make her feel bad because it's oh, not a no. negative thing. No, no, no. I know what it is. I mean, I know what they are. Like, even when I told the people that knew nothing, they knew nothing about like, I'm educating them. And like, and they have wide set eyes and not saying I'm saying even coming from me. Yeah. Like, was like coming from me oh. and, and cause you were like, Oh no. And you, cause you're like, that's yeah, not a good no. thing. And so my point is just to say that like when, when Lucifer and his fallen, when they breed with humanity, they create some of the most beautiful humans on this earth. And you always say, you know, when they say, when they see an angel, you know, the first thing they say is, you know, don't be afraid because they're right. scary looking. Sometimes. I don't think they're, yeah. the I true, mean, I haven't seen them. Like, but yeah, from everything like, I've heard, it's not that they're, it's not that they're scary looking. It's that they're scary feeling because there's so much right. power. Like when I interviewed but some of Cody, those angels, they were talking about with all the eyeballs. I was like thinking maybe, well, one yeah, of those the, the Ophanum. <laughs> yeah, those like, are the ones usually I was like, see. oh my the gosh, could you... <laughs> with the wheels yeah. and, Gil and all that. Yeah. I was like, but, oh but... my gosh, could you imagine waking up and seeing that in your room? <laughs> yeah, but those ones aren't breeding with people. No, that's no, not what's no. you know. That's I'm a just different whole those are category. Like God's like guardian. I don't even think they ever leave God's 
area. Yeah, like, it's it's more it's more yeah. like a traveling. Right. It's in the book of Ezekiel. But anyway, yes. my point is just that, like when I interviewed Cody, he said that this being that he saw when because he saw essentially it was Angel Moroni, um, because it was. Joseph Smith was worshiping this angel, or at least it was a symbol. I can't say for sure that it was, but what he explained sounded like it. And he said it was the most beautiful being he'd ever seen. And when people see Lucifer or other angels, I've listened to a lot of people who have come out of occultism who've interacted with these angels, and they say they're the most beautiful beings they've ever seen. They're scary, not because right. not like anything about the way they look. It's about the way they feel because they have evil deeds up their sleeve and they have okay. immense power and light. And so they come in with power. And so anyway, I just didn't want you to think anybody was saying okay. you look scary or, or weird or anything like that. Cause, cause <laughs> it's all about beauty. They're so beautiful. Like another one of my friends who I know was involved in the, I used to sit and stare at her eyes and look at my eyes in the mirror and be like, how can you have such big eyes and I can have such small eyes. And it used to make me like her, her eyes are beautiful, you know, and you're not unique either because you look like 90% of the Mormon population in Utah. I know, just in know? Utah. If you travel it's, outside of Utah, it's the weirdest. And my daughter called me a narcissist once and it kind of really hurt my feelings. But I told her, I well, more than once, she's my estranged daughter, but she looks exactly like me. If you've seen her and you like I've shown pictures of her to other people and they're like, oh, that's you. I'm like, no, that's that's my kid, you know? And the only difference is she has bluish green, like there's a little tiny yellow in the middle, but they're blue. And then I have green eyes. And so yeah. anyway, um, we were traveling, we went to France, we went to Italy, we went to New York. And I said to her one day, I said, you notice no matter how many places we travel that actually, um, we don't look like a lot of people. And she goes, that's weird. I think we don't, I think we look like everybody else. And I remember looking around, especially in France and going, no, we don't. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and there was beautiful. It wasn't about like not beautiful or beautiful. Like she, I think she thought I was being like weirdly conceited, you know? And, and the only thing that they kept saying to us in France was you look like you're from Scandinavia or somewhere. Oh yeah. Like, That's weird. Like, cause I'm not, I mean, I am white, but like not that I don't even barely have any of that in my DNA or anything. I'm Scottish and Welsh. And well, you know, for, stuff, but. right. And for people who get into the alien races and talk about like the Pleiadians and the Arcturians and the Nordics who are all yeah. just fallen angels, <laughs> play aliens, fake in there, you know, aliens. they disappear. Yeah. So they change right. their look a little bit and like, Oh, we're from a spaceship from a plant, another planet. It's just the same fallen angels, right. but they, they have a group called the Nordics. And supposedly there's a lot of people like by what's that mountain where people go that's like really high it's in california like, i can't think of oh, the name uh shasta shasta yeah mount shasta like a lot of people have said they've seen these beings like yes. that they live in the mountains in hiding so um, much at shasta i've actually had a whole bunch of reports of that not only from regular people but my uncle who was a green beret that there's weird stuff at mount shasta he wouldn't yeah. say he just said well they're probably there is the weird stuff thing. <laughs> he mm -hmm. was like there is yeah. weird stuff that come in and out of that mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird. And they, so the Nordics, if you go look up the alien races, the Nordics, which is just, again, the fallen angels, they look like um, a lot of the Mormon blonde kind oh, of how funny. looking big, ah. big eyed. And so it's You'll just never more see more blondes and redheads. Genetics. 
Yeah. You'll never see more blondes and redheads than in Utah and not just bleach right. either, but there is a lot of bleach, but it's more like, um, even in California, golden blonde, you know, like a mm-hmm. sandy blonde or whatever. But. Yeah. And in Arizona and Idaho too, the, <laughs> the, I've never been in a ward that didn't have a full family that was all redheads, like a redhead married a redhead. And then all their kids had red hair. And oh, right. Always yep. really but so true. Weird. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> You're Sorry. beautiful. Debrated. Just want everybody to know and tell your us. husband I love him. I love his I red my hair. Redheaded body. <laughs> oh, so funny. I know. I told him. I'm like, you know, don't worry. These, these things are sought after. These things are sought after in those bloodlines. Oh, and so even funny. if you have them, it all all it means is you have extra beauty, extra power, and we're bred for a certain purpose. And if you have a good heart, then good. Repent. Hopefully, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Family's iniquity. That's about all of what we're saying, right? There, so. All right. So back to this, we've got this Jupiter tower. So we already looked at, well, what, what else is in these relics? Was there something else here? You want to talk about? We we, we did the seer. Those are the two seer stones and they're just, he had two, but he preferred the dark one. Um, and then he kind of stole that just so people know, which is kind of actually funny that he came across it by literally he kifed it because they were on another guy's property and his sister did seer stones. And so he knew what they were and they were digging a well. And he's like, Oh, look at this stone that I found. And he's like, Oh, can I see it? And he's like, yeah. And so Joseph takes it and he's like, Hmm, did you see anything in it? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, we both know that that should be mine. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know. And so he's like, well, you can borrow it. And he had it for years. And the guy was like, okay, I kind of want it back now. And he was like, yeah, no. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Sounds like oh a Mormon borrower. So if, if I ever left yeah. anything at my Mormon friends' houses, they, they just basically adopted it. Like, oh, <laughs> like five years Jello, later, where'd my Jello like, bowl go? Is yeah, this my thing. And they're like, oh yeah, you left that here five years ago, and they never. They never yeah. say, Hey, you left your whatever here. They just use it for five yeah, years. And five years. Yeah. That's so, and then and you're like, Ew, I don't want it now. Yeah. Like you keep it's it. It's cracking me up that you just said kifed because my ah! family, I never heard anybody say that, but my family. So that that's so funny. Yeah. Mormon, Mormonville, USA, right? What? Just kidding. And what's another one? Frick. I think I did say frick a minute ago. <laughs> Frickin', <laughs> frickin', because we're not supposed to say the f word, and I'm trying really hard, but funny, it's like one of my favorite words. I don't know. I was raised by truckers knows? and bikers. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. I, I have that. So what? This so, uh, this stuff is owned now by by who? a private like, collector. Well, I think the seer stones are actually owned by the church, and then the the part the parchments. I don't know about the knife, but the parchments are owned by a private collector, and they won't say who. And they used okay. to be owned by the RLDS. And then that's, and I don't know where the talisman is now. I don't know who has that anymore. It's curious. I'm I'm not sure, but man, I bet the parchments, I bet they, I bet they try. Here's my 
thought on it. Conspiracy thought. I bet they tried to sell them to the church and the church was like, nah, bro. Cause you want too much money, like pull the whole Hoffman deal. And then they were like, okay, I'm going to take pictures and put them all over the internet. And they were probably like, do it. Cause we'll just say, or they just ours. don't want them. Yeah. Or they don't want them because they, they know they point they, to all of the magic the cult they stuff want. and they're like, like, oh yeah, you can have them our, our LDS. Cause we, you know, well, I mean, they, they would want them to hide them. The yes. To put them in the vault. That's my guess. But that's so. Just this is where you've got down here. This <laughs> is that symbol that it looks yes. almost like a twenty-four yes. kind of thing that we were looking at earlier. That's the Jupiter, and uh -huh. then it's also on on the back here. You see it down here. Yep. And so, do you know what? Do you, oh, sorry. Do you know what any of these other symbols are? So I am unsure about the back. I wanted to go through these with that other one that broke them all down. But I haven't done it yet or the Enochian alphabet, but I know that the actual like sigil, the whole Jupiter talisman thing itself was to bring the, the, to be like charming and get what he wanted and all that stuff. Like, cause I looked up what it meant, but that was just the Jupiter part. I'm not sure if this is like, like, I'm not even sure I need to go. So this is the, it. but is, is that the Enochian alphabet or is that? Cause but that one on the bottom, like Hebrew. I'm not sure on this. Yeah. That well, bottom thing does look like that sigil for that angel kind of almost. Remember that weird little, uh-huh. One that was off to the well, side. That, that's the one that we looked at that was said the Jupiter. We yeah. I think, I think one. so. Yeah. So yeah, that weird. It, it's got way more on it than what they're trying to tell us. I know that much, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, these, what do you call them? Um, pentagrams all over them as well uh, yeah that one's not very yes. visible but and there's one that looks like a straight up baphomet head kind of did you see that like that oh and mm -hmm. his cane oh his on this one cane. one back it's the first one in them and they're like keep going like the very first one i think it's one this that one, one. See, that look in the head. middle look at yeah that looks like a baphomet oh, head kind of uh-huh. I, yeah. I think anyway, but that, I mean, that one's the worst one to try and see. You can't even hardly see it, you know, but this is crazy. I'd never seen this or heard uh, of when this. you said that story to me. And then I got on there and I was looking at the relics and I was like, oh my gosh, she just told me. Yeah. This. The one about, oh, that was one of the things I wanted the to Moses talk about thing. too. That I yeah. I, yes. Yes. Because I haven't explained what my dad taught me, why that was so confusing to me for so long. Because what my dad told me was that, and I don't know, maybe I did say this, but you remind me. So um, that he said before the serpent, okay, he said in the Garden of Eden, the whole reason that Satan or Lucifer chose the serpent to go into to tempt Eve was because he knew that the serpent was a symbol of Jesus Christ. And so right. he said before, before, he, you know, the serpent was cursed and before the serpent was a symbol of the devil, it was a symbol of Jesus Christ. And so oh. he said that because the serpent is above all things, below all things, um, through and throughout all things, because it, it the way it can travel and because in the garden, and you can find this in ancient books in the garden. Well, and it, yeah, it, it says this in not the Bible, but other, other, I can't think of specifically where I've heard. It. I've heard it in several places though. The serpent before it was cursed to crawl on its belly and eat dirt, dirt the rest of the days of its life. 
it had wings. It, it was like this with its head, like a dragon, and it had wings coming off the sides, right? And so that's why when it was cursed, it lost its wings. And it, there's another book I just recently read that says it lost its legs. And then now now it had to crawl on the ground and eat dust. And so um, if it was, you know, Jesus, a symbol of Jesus Christ, then it would have been above all things, below all things, because he talked about how, you know, Jesus would come and sacrifice and mm-hmm. he would ascend above all things but he he went down to hell to teach um shale whatever you know right, he went down to right. teach before he ascended to the father and that he taught in spirit prison was what my dad would call it then yeah um and and that he's throughout all things cuz he's in all of us and so i was always of the impression that that's why Moses put the serpent on the snake because we were supposed to look to oh. Christ Hill. Cause my dad always told, told us that parable. That's why that serpent was on the post because it was a symbol of Christ on the cross. And, well, and he did that weird thing with, um, the, it reminded me of that story when he didn't quite think he was very powerful yet. And God said, throw your cane on the ground. Cause he said, what do you have to show them? And he said, all I have is this cane you know the staff and he said we'll throw it on the ground and see what it can do and then it turned into a snake remember for pharaoh when he was before the pharaoh right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i think maybe that too but like i mean it was obviously a sign of miracles because like god turned it into that so you know i mean well look i believed that for a long time because my dad taught me that and so it made sense when i heard when i would because that there's that version of that 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 looks scary story is also in the book of mormon that looks like a person Look at its fate. Look well, at it, the look, it looks like an Anunnaki. It looks it like looks it, like an it looks like an Anunnaki, like it has a long head in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks more like a serpent human being than yeah, like I can a see snake it. Itself. Like the straight down looks like kind actually. Of the so I don't nose. know if is it yeah. a cane? Does it maybe it maybe is. oh it hooks uh-huh. up like that? I thought it was just yep. straight. So that's probably arches and then it comes down on the face yeah the other side Uh uh-huh has like a hook yeah Mm -hmm. weird huh I thought it was crazy that is weird I can't believe that he I mean he the fact that he had that and that it's kept in in, yeah you know possession they that they keep every little thing of his well and you know that Emma also like creepily and I'm sure this is somewhere too who knows unless she got buried with it but she kept a lock of his hair and wore it till she died. <laughs> that's a witchcraft thing too. Yep. That's this so is, creepy. This is where you got all of this, right? Is yes. on Latter-day Illumination. Yes. This yep. site. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, if people want to go look at the yes. details. There's way more. There's stuff. a lot more stuff. Yes. And I just put okay, that so in there do- about the circles because remember how Lucy Maximus said they didn't stop doing treasure circles and all that. So, and if you look at the markings when they're doing the treasure circles, it's the same as those sigil things that they were right so it was a rendition of of like for folk magic of him like specifically to the smith family somebody had recreated it so i can't say that it has any significance but they said they recreated it from the neighbor's affidavit which he said they did draw signs with a sword in the dirt blah 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 like it's very detailed Cause oh, it was, it was a court, you know, it was a court thing. It was mm-hmm. a court document. It was a William chase, I believe. I think that's, so this name. is, this is the recreation and drawing of one of their like witchcraft rituals yes. where they're doing that magic outside saw. in a name. Yes. Saw. 
Yep. And that neighbor had paid them to go find um, money on his land. And that was when they slit that black sheep, or I think it was a sheep, but it was either sheep or goat. I don't want to be misquoted um, with that knife. And then he explained all this stuff they did because they called him as a witness to that trial, which is funny that they even did a trial. Because if you know anything about treasure digging and being called in for that, it actually was super rare because it's kind of like jaywalking back in the day. They would only do it when people were clearly taking advantage of other people, which right. so yeah, obviously the case. But yeah, they well, said, and I see, oh, I he, see that can't take his word because he was against the Smiths. Yeah, because he had swindled them too. So mm-hmm. I mean. Wow. Interesting. I see that tattoo with the, well, it usually has the lines in the center of it. That's uh-huh, yeah. But I see that tattooed on people all the time, especially at Walmart. I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of witches that work at Walmart. Cause <laughs> you're like, what is going tattoos. on with you people? Why am they I here do. with all you occult people? This is so weird. This is how this one um, is the best. Yes. And it, 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 when you zoom out, it will say they cannot deny it. This is Joseph Smith's Masonic apron used in his initiation rites. And it's in the possession of the community of Christ. So this is all real stuff. Like we're not making this up. I don't, who's the community of Christ. Is that the RLDS? I don't know know how those people came upon it, but I bet somebody was like, I'll buy it. Look at how Masonic and creepy this is. And actually my great grandma told me that back in the day, now she's gone a long time. So actually, yeah, my great grandma, she was like depression raised and everything. She told me the aprons used to look more like this. Cause she told me when I got my apron, she said, these aprons are stupid. We used to have good ones with stars and everything. <laughs> and oh. I, and when I seen it, I'm like, I bet this is what she's talking. Like, I know this is a Freemason one, but I'm just saying, I bet it was more similar to this. You know, they've dumbed everything down because people yep. were getting the wiser. So, oh yeah. Um, I want to break down the symbolism here, what I see in this. And so I can't say that. that's for sure, but it seems pretty obvious to me because oh, you've yeah. got, you know, the stars are fallen angels. The stars always symbolize angels or the gods or the Nephilim. And they're here coming <clears throat> down out of the sky. And, you you know, you're all seeing, all seeing eye. eye. Oh, that's yeah. God. No, that's Lucifer. The one eye is Lucifer. And that's that eye is on top of like a lot of the witches that go into the kingdom of darkness. Like they go under the sea and they travel outside of their body and do, they say that's on top of a pyramid and you, and it's a portal. And it actually looks like that on here. It looks like you could travel in. It's a doorway. It's a gateway and you can go into it. Ah, Yeah. That's how you get into this other kingdom. So it's the eye of Lucifer. The two pillars, well, and the eye of Jupiter, I think they actually call it the eye of Jupiter because they say that that eye and Jupiter is actually the devil. So, well, yeah. they call it the eye of Horus too. In yep, Egyptian, eye of it's, Horus. It's mm-hmm. lots of things, but Anything? I'm just saying according to Mormonism, because yep. they refer to Lucifer right. so much. Yeah. These and then two, here, two I feel pillars like... are the 11 again that I was telling you about that 11. Mm-hmm. And then this is a sword with a heart and this is a sword with a book. And I feel like this is the sword, the angel that came down. Look, you've got the stars. So the angels and a sword came down and commanded G- Joseph to live polygamy. So love, oh, I feel like that's the heart of polygamy. And, made a book. and then you've got the sword and the book and, you know, he probably 
like remember the toad that punched him and everything it came like, straight from even the, the writing of yeah. that book if you're in a covenant with angels like you know they're pretty commanding and then you've got a ladder here you know climbing your ladder to heaven and then what's this little thing this you got this black like circle a bug. And, huh or I'm not UFO sure what that or is. something that looks weird <laughs> i'm sure it's some little magic thing i don't maybe it's saturn and and then you know what's interesting is even these these balls on here look like the new world order grid oh wow <laughs> um the freemason and, black and white um checkered the checkered floor is very freemasonic it well, represents the, the duality oh yeah go ahead which the, oh the the checker floors represent duality as above so below um they always have checkered floors if you notice in movies like 90 percent of the time you're gonna see a checkered floor it's really weird mm -hmm. it's really occulty well and you know what they say is they they the point of that is isn't just light and dark but they say the reason it's in a checker pattern is because what they say is everybody's light and dark and you can't separate the light from the dark and that's the excuse why they say well we can do evil and good that's why we have karma that's why we balance our karma with um you know we we can do evil deeds but we just have to balance them with good deeds and and so <laughs> this is just a big fat lie that checker you're board. like yeah no mm -mm. and i and just want to like say tools yeah yeah the columns so my sister who is trained by my mother in witchcraft and magic whatever they call it um she she was giving me a powers. massage one night and she mm -hmm. was doing this on my head and i was laying there and i almost started dozing off and i saw these columns and this oh. is a this is a dimensional thing they go through those pillars it's it's dimensional travel and so she she was going inside of my head she that was why my sister oh. was one of my hands because there was um there was appointed incest amongst me and my younger sister when we were younger and they do that on purpose because it creates a soul tie and then mm -hmm. she was able to access my mind through different things and she's even we we were communicating recently because I was trying to get her some help um and get her to away from my family and right. send her off to um to an organization who helps people who have been through, you know, SRA and stuff. So mm -hmm. I set her up with an organization. And so I, I haven't talked to her for like two years, but we talked, she actually admitted, she said something about like how we, we were, cause I'm always trying to cut her off and I haven't talked to her for years. And she right. talked about how we have this soul tie through this, this experience. And it was like, very clear that she knew that that was an intention and a purpose behind, oh, you know, why it. that happened. Uh -huh. But she, yeah, so these pillars freaked me out because I saw those pillars and it was like she was coming in through them into, into my spiritual dimension in my mind. And, and they are definitely a representation of uh, Solomon's temple for the Freemasons too. They're the, the dual pillars are like a big, it's, it's yeah. a big thing, but I mean, yeah. this is his Freemason apron. So no surprise on that. Right. And then when you go into the the dimension of light and dark, you've got your mm -hmm. Freemason Bible here on the altar that's on every altar yeah. and it has the compass and the square on it. And yeah. so, you know, your builders, your builders going back trout. to Nimrod. Uh-huh. Yep. All um, the tools you need. And then you've got these cubes and um the black cube is Satan. You know, that's why I said mm -hmm. that might even. And Saturn, Saturn. it's Saturn too. Yeah. Cube is also Saturn. So could be that. 
It's also usually, I, I don't know for Freemasons. I just know for occult, you know, stuff, but yeah, it looks like somebody drew this, but you've got pentagrams all over it, you know, it's so weird. And, the and then the, the craziest there. thing is, is that the coffin? The coffin. Ew. a coffin with a with a pentagram on it and that's the death ritual like you right. know they, uh, when they digging, make him go up burying, mm-hmm. and i i believe that's a sign of the sacrifice the oh yeah they make you know they power. make that that to initiate into the skull and bones and i believe even possibly freemasonry they make them go underneath and sometimes they bury them alive did you know yeah that? there is a they they do a death ritual so where they put them in a coffin yeah, to advance to level. Yeah, and then we go and back to got... the elevens. That, like I said before, they also represent eleven. So, mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah. I mean, we all know yeah, he was a mason. A whole... no? it's a mess. That's a hot. But you know, they didn't used to. This came out recently because you know, lately when I talk to people, they're like, "Well, of course he was a Freemason." I'm like, "Okay, listen." I've only been out like 12 years and this was not a thing. If that had come up back in the day, they'd have been like, no, he wasn't. They, they didn't tell the truth. Yeah. About that. It, it, and no, and we were all still so sleepy and nobody really yeah. understood what it meant and, and thought too deeply. Cause I know there were checkpoints when my ex-husband used to ask me like, Oh, well, what do you, what, Joseph was a Freemason? Cause I, I bought some videos one time on like Porter Rockwell and stuff. Cause we had gone to New York at Palmyra and um they were saying something about freemasonry in the video and he looks at me and he's like oh yeah what what do you think that means you, who's a freemason he was asking me when i look back i realized the look all over his face it was one of those checkpoints he wanted to see if i knew what it was he knew Checking dang out. well cuz that he's involved in all that but um he wanted to see if i knew so that's how they've just kept a hush hush but then you know when people started figuring it out now it's like mm-hmm. the thing they had so to, I think it was one of those newspaper things. They just, cause now if you go on YouTube, the Mormon church has like, so you heard that Joseph Smith was a Freemason and there's a dumb little video. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Well, duh, you wear the compass and the square in your garments. I yeah, mean, everything's yeah. free. It's all, it's all over the temple and stuff. So people Ugh. have to, you can't Yeah, I guess they it. had to come out with it. That was another seer stone he used sometimes, but it wasn't his favorite either. So. The brown okay. one. And again, the Mars and that's knife. the same one that we. So um, it's called the seal of Mars, but it's actually the Adonai, Scorpio and intelligence of Mars. So there's three things, but it is um, a ceremonial knife. You would not use this for just anything. This is for animal or any kind of sacrifice. So. But are yeah. you saying they didn't have to use the knife that it was magic they, or they actually use the knife? They only use the knife for sacrifices. So they wouldn't okay. use this like to go just cut whatever. It's just to kill animals or whatever they were sacrificing. Cause sometimes okay. I really feel like it's strange that he had so many kids and they all died, but his mom. So go, everybody's like, well, it's the olden times, right? Okay. But if you go back before him, his mother had a lot of kids and all of them were fine and lived. So I get yeah. that they were chasing them around, but a lot of that didn't happen till later and the kids were like older. So I don't understand exactly why he had so many child deaths. It was weird. Well, that's what there's this witch that I was listening to out of Africa who's born again, saved. And she was talking about how, when she used to be called into hospitals to go and sacrifice babies through witchcraft, 
um, that one of the things that, because when you, when you get initiated, depending on how they do it, which in Freemasonry, they do it through sodomy, they, you get, um, like demons in your ears, you start receiving voices. And so they just start talking to you and you're told clearly what to do. And so that's where these people, that's the oath of silence. You don't have to talk because you're communicating now in the demonic realm and all of these activations of gifts and abilities in senses that are supposed to be dormant have been activated through the Kundalini. And so now they can hear and the voices that she would hear would tell her specifically what to go and tell the mother who had just given birth to this baby. That's now dead. Um, Mm. what, what the death, what the cause of death was. Right. And so it's not like they have to make anything up. They have a higher, lower (laughs) evil fallen voice in their ear. And so interesting. Yeah. So interesting that they just cover it up like, Oh, they died. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I think there was yeah. more of that story. And then the weirder mm-hmm. story was, you know, the one about the twins is they had these twins and they lost them. And so this neighbor guy lost his wife and he was like, Hey, you want my brand new babies? Here you go. And that's the girl he ended up sleeping with later. And they were brand new newborns, brand new newborns. Like, don't, I mean, that's so weird. Like I, I have raised children that were not mine, many children that were not mine. Um, I have stepkids. I raised my cousins for a while. I've raised a lot of kids. I would never be like, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. He's going to be my boyfriend now. Like what? Ew. That's your kid forever. No matter how old they get, that's your kid. You know, wait, wait, you mean the one that he adopted and raised he married? Yes. No, he, well, yes. He said he spiritually married her and he got caught with her. And that was what caused the falling out between him and Oliver Cowdery and Martin Harris, or maybe they were separate, but one of the two and caught him in the barn with her. And he was like, uh, what you doing? Like, can't Fanny? be, um, I believe so. Yeah. And she was the twin that he raised his daughter. Yes, I believe so. Oh, yep. I never. Wow. And, and so it was really <laughs> sad because I don't think she chose And I think, I mean, think of her situation. She has no parents. She's living there with them her whole life. And this, this dad figure, the only person she has in the world says it's fine because you know, this and this or whatever crap he told her. And then, and then like she ended up pregnant and you know, she got thrown down the stairs. Um, they said that she tripped, but there were many accounts that Emma beat her ass. Yeah. <laughs> and threw her out of well, the house. And I'm just saying, like, Emma, I get it, girl. Like, that would piss yeah. me. I wouldn't kill a baby. I wouldn't kill a baby. But, man, that would tick me off, you know? Well, yeah. they said it was an accident because she threw her down the stairs. She wasn't trying to kill the baby. Was what? Right. Was what? So they t- actually talk about in that recording that I will post um, in the episode. Um, and... I, I don't know what I was going to say about it, but it is, it is interesting. That it's whole weird, scenario. Huh? Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's just what, well, one yeah. thing, what he did say in that episode was that polygamy from all the books that he read, obviously he said it was basically just really hard. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. liked it. It was no. horrible for everyone involved. It was, that's why, you know, it's evil, satanic. Nonsense. Well, and even King David mentions a lot about this and he's like, 
bro, like if you look at the different people that have been involved in polygamy, they're all like, it's awful. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why right? they didn't catch it, but it is what it is. Well, <laughs> I learned that the it's hard way. True. I didn't go too far into it, but just in studying it and thinking about it and cheating on my husband and, and considering open, open relationships, mm -hmm. I, I was able to come to the understanding that it is a wicked thing, you know, and yeah. I, honestly, I think most, if you're not doing it for a satanic Luciferian lie, higher, uh, the higher law, you know, whatever, um, mm -hmm. then it's just, honestly, you're miserable in your marriage and it's just lust and, right. or it's like sex magic power. That's the only reason for it. It's not, it's not a freaking higher law y'all. It's not so. Right. So and this that. picture I think, and this is just my conjecture. I feel like these buildings were already here. Like, look yeah. at the top of it. I think they just added those steeples to be quite honest. And it just doesn't look like, I don't think I've ever seen them building from the bottom up. I, I don't, think it doesn't that. even look like they built the steeples. It look they put these on and they're under there and it looks like they're clean. They usually they clean the temple when they put the scaffolding around the temple to clean it. I've seen this very thing in live, like mm -hmm. driving past the temple because they, they, every few years they close the temple to clean it because right. they have it's to take closed care of right now. Own. Yeah. And that's actually where I, yeah, I got this, um, picture from is my mind unveiled down here and they have really interesting, I, I feel, I'm like, is that guy Mormon or is he ex, I mean, ex Mormon, how does he know so much know. about the Mormons, the guy who does the mind unveiled, but that's where I got this image from because yeah, you know, I'll point out another thing. Cause I agree with you. And before we go too far into that, I want to say why we're even talking about that because, um, we're going to do another episode. It's yes. coming up soon on the orphan trains and the cabbage patch and the old world. world. Yeah. Tartaria type old uh -huh. world, because I think the reason why he came here and said, cause think about it. Why would he come here and settle with a damn big salt lake? You can't even get fresh water. You're, you're in this area. That's like a horrible climate. Like sometimes it's too hot and then it's too cold. And then it's just, it's not a temperate area for pioneers. And then, so I'm like, I think he came here and saw this building and was like, you know, that looks like what I'm looking for. You know, that's my yeah. opinion. And, and this is clearly early winter because mm -hmm. all the trees here have no leaves on them. Right. And all of these trees that you can see them all around the building, um, and the sidewalk. And if the, if they're, this is supposedly the picture of them building it, you know, and I don't think I agree with you because it doesn't look like a construction site at mm -hmm. all. And it doesn't look like they've had to clean anything up. It doesn't look like they just planted trees. It looks like nope. these are trees that have been around there growing and they found this place established already. Well, and, and they uh, built them the sh like crappiest shanties ever. And then yet, yet they built this beautiful thing. Like it, it's kind of, well, and they have, they have no um, pictures of it any earlier. They don't have any mm -hmm. partially erected photos of it. They only have this full photo erected of it. You know, they don't have any. They have a scene of a of where the quarry stone is supposedly being cut, but it certainly doesn't. None of the stone looks like. And how it's did cut they get any, here? Turn right. into a building like this. It doesn't make any sense. And so, what we'll go into in the episodes in the future is is the old world and what they've called the world fair which really clearly seems to just be the, uh, the old world even they found when they came even they the just tore it all down 
even the sky in this one, it, you mm -hmm. can see that they messed with it. Like that vanilla sky that they call it vanilla sky because they erase everything. See how sloppy this is right here in this corner to the upper so left side. If you, yep, right there, zoom in on that. Look at how it looks photoshopped. Like if you look, look at this weird lines. It's just well, and it's hard to tell because this this picture's torn too. It has a uh -huh. tear in it. They must have found this. I can't tell if that's actually in a broken piece of glass. Oh, true. Could be. This is torn. But, but um, weird. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely looks completed and found, and and it's black and white. But if you, it doesn't look new. It looks ancient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? and I always thought that about the. The Salt Lake Temple, because if you look at the St. George Temple, which was actually finished first, the Salt Lake Temple was not finished first. The Salt Lake Temple is dingy looking, whereas if you and they're like, well, back in the day, I'm like, no, because the St. George Temple is brightest white you can get. And that's with red. They had red rock to deal with. So I just think, mm, I don't know. Well, and so let's just look at this because I have a picture of some mm -hmm. other, a, another temple too to compare it to. But like, this looks like a face. You see that? This looks almost like Egyptian, how they- Oh, I see of, it. Oh, that's weird. Faces, I didn't like see a, it at first. Like a head. Yeah, I um, see that now. And, and then you know we put here, holiness to the Lord on there like he had on that weird parchment as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you've got this gold- um, or I'm sorry, the pentagrams and there's the all seeing eye one is right here. Um, you can't really see it very good if I zoom in, but that's where the, oh, I see it. Yeah. Show up in yeah. pictures later, but you've also got, even back then, I, I think it was the ancient gods that they learned this, all these phallic symbols from, because, mm -hmm. you know, the Nephilim are obsessed with their own. They like, they like the phallus, you know, and they oh, definitely yeah. show it in their um, buildings. All their stuff. The, free, yeah. the Freemasons and the builders always put the phallic symbols and everything, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this, this definitely, well, and then these spires they used as ener energy, energy to conduct, uh -huh. you know, yep. to have some kind of technology. And this is on only a bunch of, of the old ancient buildings and it's not. It was like for frequency healing. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. And, and the this Moroni is obviously... thing too is weird because, I mean, if you go back, there's, there's that Nephilim they talked about in the one episode that always has a trumpet. I wanted to find the name of it, but I couldn't find it. And yeah. He talks about it that in that dream, how he had the mouth member of a horn. Yeah, Cody. Cody, uh -huh. when he heard when the angel when he called for backup, um, he said it, it that it was like how it talks about in the when God's talking to Lucifer in the Bible, and he's saying, you know, I built you with all of these instruments within you. And he had all of the instruments inside of himself to make beautiful music. And he said, you know, this angel Moroni, it was like, it was like, uh, he, he explained it like an instrument, like a vibration coming from his chest. And he said it was the most beautiful sound he'd ever heard. Mm. And so, yeah, they definitely have I, these musical things going on. And so an, a, a golden angel with a horn in its hand definitely sounds like, you know, the fallen to me. Mm -hmm. me um too. Oh, wait, what? I, th 
I thought I had another temple in here. Oh, let me go jump to this one. So um, this one is the Brigham City Temple. And I believe this is a more modern one. If I do you know for sure. Yeah, I think I this was built uh, in. City. Hold on. Mm. Let me look it up real quick because I don't want to misspeak. I have the wrong. Brigham City Temple building date. Um, 2012. Yeah. So it's new. So, um, yeah, because you see, I have videos of this actually on my Instagram of me live where you can see these better, but these are, um, uh, what's that flower called? Oh my goodness. Is it a Lotus flower? Lotus. Thank you. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, these are Lotus flowers up here, which is the symbol of the vagina in the occult. So yes. you've got yep. the vagina up here and then you've got your phallus right here and then you've got down below your balls. So you've got, <laughs> got testicles, a penis and a vagina right here. Yep. And this will tell you that this is a, is a sex cult temple. You know, mm -hmm. they all have different stuff on them. And I think some of the different temples serve for different things. Um, but, but if you look at the pieces and the construction on this, and how it's just smooth and these look more like engravings in something. I don't know exactly. I don't know a lot about building or the, mm -hmm. the right terms to use, but I mean, just click back over to the other one real quick and show you the difference. Um, you see how, how different that looks like they say mm -hmm. they don't have these, uh, the ability anymore to cut quarry storm stones like this or the technology. Wow. And so this definitely looks like an ancient cathedral compared so to these modern. Oh, yeah. Switching over here. What's going on? The heck? Oh, okay. That there. You see how different that is? Yeah, it's more, it's, yeah, it's not even as detailed or like, but they'll they'll lie and say oh it's because we don't want any more controversy or this or that and i'm like yeah right yeah look so at this all is that. crazy because this is <laughs> this looks this looks like jesus's hands are doing the yeah the illuminati thing, the symbol yeah, that they do with their hands poking yeah the down. diamond uh-huh the antichrist in there and then they have babies up here which is just kind of weird um and then this cherubim. is this is like a seashell they're, cher they're cherubim which... i bet but cherubim aren't really babies like no but they you know they represent like but i wonder so they so they say or because this this is this is a shell and the marine kingdom is one of the major kingdoms in the kingdom of darkness in the occult um, that people deal with. And if this has something to do with the marine kingdom and sa sacrifice, I don't know. It seems right. weird to me. It, does, it doesn't feel it feels real weird is what that feels like. And these details like it's so I detailed. Mean, it is so detailed. That's... If it's old, I want to know how much of the inside of it was original too. You know, it's crazy. I and I don't. I'm, I can't remember which one this was, but I just thought this was that. That's the celestial room where when you come out mm -hmm. of, yeah, walk into there. So this is the Sila Melchizedek. Oh is what yeah, they call it. and this is all over on the temple. 
We got some it's notes about that. Over. <laughs> Let me pull yeah, I I actually have some websites too that I pulled up. Um, well, oh. let's talk about it first, and then we'll go to some <laughs> other websites. Too. Um, so this this Silamelchizedek to me, I'll just tell you right off, is that circle in the center is a rectum, and this mm. is about the power of sodomy. And these brotherhoods, that's how they function is off of their sodomy power with, with so men on, and men on that rampant, I thought this was really important because it says, um, yay, you took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God Rampham with figures, which ye made to worship them. And I will carry away beyond Babylon acts seven forty three. Okay. So Moloch goes into our next picture, which when you went to the baptismal font, this always reminded me now there's 12 of these oxen. It's supposed to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and I always thought it was weird that if you look, it's the center that you go to. So back in the olden days, they had statues of Moloch where they would place their babies to be burned alive and put it in the belly of the beast. Well, if you think about this as a giant belly and then the beasts are on the bottom, we're dunking these kids because it's usually children that go between the ages of 12 and 16. I mean, adults can, but I've never seen an adult do it. It's always kids and it's baptizing for who? For dead people. So again, I think that goes right back to some Moloch worship. I, I just think there's a lot of gods represented here. Uh, you know. Well, ab absolutely. And not only um, that, but so if you look at the, this is another, is it hex, hexagon? Oh yeah, the, eight. Uh -huh. the hexagon. That's what the shape of this is. And then you've got the, the circle in the center again. So mm -hmm. it's back the Silamelchizedek with so. the rectum in the center. And in Mormonism, that's you know, one of their sacrificial, they, they start doing not just Mormonism and Freemasonry. Um, that's how they initiate the Kundalini into the infant when it, the, the bloodline is through, um, they start with fingers and diaper changes and, you know, from, from childhood. And so to me, you're just getting baptized right here into a big, huge butthole into the belly of the beast. <laughs> and then on top of it, it says for a dead person under necromancy, right, getting connected necromancy. to demons. Well, and then on top of it, the star of Ramphan was the like representative of Saturn. So you throw Saturn worship in there too, which is again, going right back to medieval, like pagan God worship. You know, that's just so, yeah. so blatant. I think the Salt Lake Temple is really a, a treasure trove of blatancy because it's old and they're not going to tear it down. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we get to see all these old things that they can't erase, like the new ones. I don't, I think they're a lot more careful now. In yeah. My opinion. And you got a lot of really pasty Jesuses and biblical <laughs> characters. And there on I the wall. always tell my daughter, like, Jesus wasn't white. Like, <laughs> It's the funniest mm -hmm. thing ever. Like, and she tells people at school that they're like, no, he had blonde hair. I'm like, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this, it, uh, this image came through really crappy. So I'm not going to yeah. spend too much time on it, but it, it's the, it's the, um, <laughs> my brain is not working today. Um, all the pentagrams. 
mm-hmm. and the moons and all of these moon phases or witchcraft and, and occult stuff. And then you've got your hand, your Masonic handshake and your beehive. And the beehive is about the hive mind being of one mm-hmm. mind and being of one mind is uh, really to be controlled, to be under mind control. Yep. Um, and your angel, I mean, it's, it's all, that just seems like a big fat absolute well, building built by. And the funny thing people. is, is in the beehive that they represent, that they always show that weird, like the regular, when you think of a beehive, those beehives, they're actually like terrible for the bees. And after they harness the honey, they all die. Just so all their workers, yeah, get killed because mm-hmm. of the way it's shaped and everything. It just doesn't work. So. Right. Creepy. Interesting. Sunstones, so the, moonstones, stars. Yeah. Pen, the, these ones are straight up upside down. They usually mm-hmm. try to, in the temp, temples or in stuff Nauvoo. they build now, they're usually pointing up. But yeah, even like the Nauvoo Temple, they've said... The one that got torn down, supposedly, I don't know if that's even true, but it's so it's so hard because they've rewritten so much history. Yeah. I don't believe anything that the church no. has said anymore about their buildings and stuff They're before, you know, with, we were all alive. But yeah, astrology and the moon phases and the sun and like even the layout of the Salt Lake Temple it's laid out so that it has like the moon phases traveling around and every month mm-hmm. is a- accounted for. It's really weird astrology stuff. Yeah. Yep. And you, that's the, um, sun God raw, you know, and right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's weird. Definitely. I can't remember which temple this is off of, but it's flipping weird too. The weirdest face of Jesus. He and this this like is one of the newer temples. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And it it's not a good it, it, this isn't one of the ancient ones you can kind of tell they tried to do something real weird here and it's like just really weird work. with the yeah. with the Indians and stuff and another pentagram right there and your sun rays coming out of the back you're raw. Um all right. So this is the, which room is oh, that? The So this second? is the, the oh. one where you go in to actually do, this is like the representative of the Garden of Eden. So I'm assuming terrestrial. Um, and then this is where we used to have the, the actors and I don't know what they do anymore, but, or the movie, but anyway, I guess they're changing. They're doing a slideshow now. They're doing a yeah, slideshow now. So weird. Oh, this is, yeah, where they just have actors where uh-huh. yep. it, this is under uh, the banner of heaven. Because um, in the Salt Lake City Temple, they never had a movie. They do live. They do so live. So you just have standing up there reading a script. Yep. Yep. And so yeah, I don't know what they best. do. I don't even know if they do live anymore. I have no idea, but they used to do like theater. It's literally theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the part that freaked me out the most when I was in the temple. <laughs> Oh and, God! Yes, you hear the word. Yeah, so oh, bad. God. And the, <laughs> and the book is in the middle, and I'm like, what are they doing? And then now I'm like, don't let anybody put your name in that the book. Bones. Yeah, it's so you creepy. mean the bones are in the middle, the finger bones? Probably. That, that's what DJ Norman says is on that on that altar in the Ugh. boxes. Is that it's names? He says it's finger bones, and that's Ew. magic. That's so yucky. And then there's them doing the sure sign of the nail. They're doing the sure sign of the nail with each other in the circle. And then they have their arm up to the patriarchal grip. 
mm-hmm. and the sure sign of the nail. And that's the true order of prayer that they pray in. The true order of prayer that you pray in is through Masonic handshakes. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't get to heaven if you don't know those. So you can't forget uh-huh. them. <laughs> yeah. That has anything to do with Jesus at all. I have. And, and by the way, our robes only cover one breast, which is also very similar to the OTO to have one breast exposed, even though they have a shirt on. I'm just saying. Well, and the whole thing about the breast exposes to say I'm a man so I can be a Mason because masonry is mm-hmm. only for men. So it's interesting to go put it on a woman. But but you move it from one side to the other as you ascend into another level. And I don't know if that's the same remember. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other secret societies, but it's definitely a similar thing. They, yeah, they, the exposed breast on one side. Um, and yeah, like I said, that's the whole purpose is, is in the, when the men go into their Freemason ritual and they put them with one pant leg pulled up and with a blindfold on and the women have their faces veiled in this circle, you can't see it, but they tell them mm-hmm. to veil their faces. So you put your blindfold on and then you take the patriarchal grip and then you put your your shield with you know over your breast essentially you're saying you're a man and um this just makes me think of some um some visions that i had this week where god was telling me i needed to renounce spiritual inversion cuz you know brandon kroll and i did a video um called the inversion and perversion of every of all things and it's about, you know, what we were talking about, about the, the chain, you know, that, that trans agenda mm-hmm. and it, even the women being initiated into Freemasonry in here, there's some level of that inversion going on because they're doing this weird ritual that was only ever meant for men, you know? And, yep. and so I was told I needed to renounce my own inversion in the spirit. And I've been writing prayers on that, which just is fascinating. Uh, uh, I'll be releasing some more renunciations that I've been getting lately, but that'll be one of them. Right. Um, And then this is the, the marriage. This is a marriage and you get married in your same temple clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the altar. You kneel on each side of the altar and then they have all the guests there, but usually you can go in and do married marriage for the dead, seal people for the dead. So you'll either do, we have the baptisms. Yep. That was the we main the thing baptisms. we did after that. Cause it was too creepy on the other thing. Oh, I, I didn't do too many. I mean, my ex-husband, he never really would go to the temple with me. I, I spent most, he probably went with me a few times while we were married because he was always too busy working supposedly, but he had his own Masonic stuff going on at work. So he didn't have any need to really want to go to the temple. Cause he knew that, he, you know, if you're living a cover life, you know, there's not real value in going to the Mormon right. temple, which is why a lot of these men don't go and the women go. But I, um, so you, you would do the baptisms for the dead and then you would do that. Um, the one we just is. saw where they're in the circle. This one is where you're taking out your endowments and you're going through the veil and entering into the celestial room. And that one's for yourself and the women and the men sit on a different side of the room in this part. And that's called initiatories. So when you go through this, you only do this for yourself once when you get mm-hmm. your garments. And then every time you ever go back after that, they give you the name of a dead person. Mm-hmm. So in the Mormon temple, you're either going in and doing <clears throat> bat- baptisms for the dead right here with dead names being read necromancy or you're going in and doing 
initiatories, which is initiations into Freemasonry. Um, mm-hmm. All hail Satan. It <laughs> looks like what they're right. doing. That's, that's and crazy. initiatories, or you're doing <laughs> sillings, which is sealing dead people to other dead people who are already dead. And God says right in the Bible, in heaven, they neither marry nor or are given in marriage. And so nobody read the Bible when they <laughs> create, yeah. created all these rituals in the temple, right? So weird. You want then to talk we about these? All, all of our little signs, but they have done away with the slashing of the throat. However, I do want to mention that New York Patriot, who used to be an OTO member, which is um, Ordo Templi Orientis, which is say not satanic, but a Crowley type thing. Um, he said they also do that, but we have done away with that. I think it was last done in the 1988, if I remember correctly. And then the rest of them, they still do. They were showing the both hands up. That was the one where they were chanting and doing it. And then these are the other seals and signs for the penalties and the ironic and Melchizedek priesthood. So you have to go through and know all this stuff, plus more handshakes for the veil. Mm-hmm. And you, they, they have you do them at certain times in the temple, they'll tell you, but it always just seems so weird to me. Like, this is so confusing. Why are we doing this? What is happening? It just was so strange to me. But they used to really make a big deal about this one because it's like you'll cut your tongue out and slit your throat if you if you talk about it. So like that penalty, that penalty, it, the one they used to do was like this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that that was where they would mm-hmm. say, if you if you tell these secrets, which is funny because they go, oh, it's not secret. It's sacred. It's like, really, mm-hmm. if it's not secret, why you got to slit your throat if you tell, you know. Right. And didn't they used to have one to be disemboweled, too? Or is yes. that only in They got rid of that, dis- too. Yep. No, they did. They, they got rid so of that, that was that another one, one of the well. penalties. And you know, what's interesting about that is there are literal people, women who have come out and don't want anything. I know a lot of women who've come out of Freemason bloodlines and Mormon bloodlines who've literally gone to hospitals and been disemboweled. Like oh I have a friend gosh. who they, they took her while she was under without her permission, they took her uterus and that's a disembowelment or people who get certain supposed, you know, illnesses of the gut. And then they go in and they take all of their guts out and leave them with a colostomy bag. Mm -hmm. These are how you do modern day disembowelments is a lot of these women that are walking around with colostomy bags and no uterus have been disemboweled because of the curses over their bloodline from these very things in the temple that are passed down to the third and the fourth generation. And so this is another reason you want to get on your uh, renunciations and, you know, do your prayers to get out of these things because you don't want these curses to be passed down to your children and you can't just sit around and not break them and just leave. Like you you need to go through the process of renounce, renouncing these things on your bloodline because Mm -hmm. these penalties that our parents or our parents' parents take in the temple that I took that, you know, you took, took, even though, even though they may have taken them out, they're still there because it's still Freemasonry. It's still part of the penalty that will come if you, you know, try to leave on your, Mm -hmm. it's, it's on your bloodline. So either way, it's just bad news. So there's some more weirdos doing (laughs) in there. I think they, I think they were out, they were, they were out and I think making some fun of, of things. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that hat, see the tassel on the man's, um, it's on the left side of the screen, the right, his right side, that tassel, like I was saying, is the same. You move it to another side, just like they do in graduation. So again, yeah. white, like this isn't a religion thing. This is a, this is a, a cult thing that they have signs and symbol, uh, 
symbols of throughout society, not just in the temple. And then there you've got your compass and your square on the nipples. And we've talked about those in the past. You've got your ruler down here on the knee. You know, mm -hmm. these are the Makes signs that you, those are your two nipples. And then that's what's on your knee on the garments that you wear. These are more the ones that we would wear. Oh, and on the yeah. belly button. I forgot about the belly yeah. button too. And so um, one thing that I haven't talked about in the past episode, I know we talked about how that symbolizes exactness, which is what points to um, the Antichrist because it takes away from mercy and grace. But the other thing is that the compass and the square is the male and the female and, it, you know, the spreading of the legs and then the space in the center is a symbol of, you know, the womb or portal. And so, you know, women are walking around with a compass and square, which is a sex symbol mm -hmm. as well as exactness on their nipples. And, you know, everything that you want to give for nurturing that you should be able to give to your children and give to the world in the Mormon temple is cursed to be given to, you know, the church, either to the men, to the, the energies of, of nurturance that women carry their stars and their lights and their destinies to, to nurture the world, which is what a woman's calling role is, is cursed by these symbols that they wear on their breasts. Sex, yeah. Yeah. sex symbols it, it and was, sex it was they just... drain your energies. And it was such a weird thing to have to wear them. And you have to cut the marks out. Like when they wear out, you have to cut those and burn them. So it's a whole big thing. They can't go on the floor just, and they, yeah, all this stuff. It's wild. It's just another sign of, it's just another sex magic symbol is what it is. Those, you know, putting that on your nipples that there's always some kind of sigil magic that's happening that you don't understand behind it. That's for sure. Most people do oh. not. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right here's the so handshake <clears throat> yeah i think everybody's probably pretty familiar with those but yeah um, should be by now all right so then now let's go over and take a look at a couple of these videos um that are really interesting from the temple ceremony mm. Trauma ensues. No, just kidding. <laughs> Is it up? Can you see my screen? There, uh huh. There's a video. All right. So let's just check it out and see what we got here. I'll pause it and talk as we go. But so this is where um, this is a commentary. And these guys are talking about it. So you might hear them talking too. But this is the part where Satan is coming. Um, to, or I think they call him Lucifer, same difference, whatever, is coming to tempt our, tempt Adam and Eve again after they've been kicked out of the garden. So, and I always thought it was so weird that he's, they refer to him as a serpent and everything, but that even though they make this movie so crappy that they never actually made him be a serpent, you know, I was like, All right. he's a serpent. So why you have him as a man? Too, it would be too funny to have him in a snake suit. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, goodness. Wait, hold on. 
So that's where he says, if they, if these people in this temple this day don't live up to these covenants, they'll be in my power. And there's, they've made so many versions. Some of them are a lot creepier. Wow. I like the older ones better. They were funny. Like he would be like, they will be under and, yeah. and, and he would be talking to them and then he would turn around and like, look at the audience. His, you know, and he had a so dramatic thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they made it, and he would whip his cape around. Yeah, uh-huh. they yep. made it a less dramatic now, but um, I can't remember if there's something else coming. Hold on. That's the one. Yeah, so this is where they're kicking him out. Um, this is so this is Peter, James, and John, who you know came into the garden of Eden to bring messages to as messengers to Adam and Eve, which is nowhere to be found in anything that's ever been written. Um, but they, uh, he does the, the square. Mm -hmm. So in order to cast out Jesus, you have to make a Masonic square. That's, that's why this is just silly. Right. It's so much stuff. They like have so (laughs) many things. It's wild. So many things. They're one uppers. (sighs) So much. Yeah, just cast out Jesus without a square on your arm. You have right. To you have to do the square too. <laughs> Make a dramatic movie. So that's where they essentially tell you that mm-hmm. that's what Mormonism is, is it's philosophies of men mingled with scripture. So you can't tell because supposedly it's supposed to be a secret, but he just reached over to shake his hand. You know, he said, mm-hmm. good morning. And then he reached over to shake his hand, which he would have been giving him one of his signs to let him know who he is, because what the Mormons teach is that essentially, yeah, when you go to get into heaven, you're going to have to present these certain handshakes and know the secret names and tokens in order to get in the temple. So for Adam to be able to recognize him, he just offered his hand and now he's going to go further with it. So and and it's also interesting because he's looking for messengers for his father to teach you which which teaches people that they should look for angels which is angel worship because Uh we're supposed to see either nobody comes to the father save it be through the son or now we have the gift of the holy ghost but there's he's seeking messengers which the word angels means messenger so that's another weird little antichrist like not doctrinally sound with the bible things that's going on there is he's looking he's looking for that you know angel worship so hold on yeah so that's where he asks for tokens or sign and money. I thought that was so weird. I was like, did they have money when they left the Garden of Eden? Like, why is That's he asking so for money? 
Isn't that so odd? Tithing. It's time for your tithing. like like how it's so weird there's nothing like that in the book of genesis they just left the mm -hmm. garden of eden and got kicked out and all of a sudden we're looking for money like it's just weird mm -hmm. he's trying to see if he'll sell them course Eva's blonde I think the whitest people ever <laughs> that's another thing that was so interesting is in in the temple it was always it was always Lucifer. It's always him. Like there's Jehovah doesn't speak. He, if he, if you go and you look at the uh, manuscript for the temple ceremonies, there's like 90 sentences from Lucifer and there's like 12 or something from mm -hmm. Jehovah. <laughs> ah. Anyway, so the, this is interesting. We were talking about the Silla Melchizedek, and I found it on some other weird websites. You got the red hmm. square in the center or circle. Um, and let's see, this one talks about how it symbolizes new beginnings, fullness, regeneration, numerical order, um, right speech, right action, right view, right resolve, right livelihood, which, you know, again, this, this isn't like biblical. This is just right. like occultic right living, which falls more into line with compass and square exactness kind of stuff, you know? Okay. Um, and also the eight pointed right? star is the star of, uh, the Anunnaki. So in, in ancient mythology, the eight-pointed star represents the god of the heavens who was called Anu. Oh, really? Oh, that's I what have this says. page that shows a whole bunch of stuff, but I didn't see that one on here. I, there's a lot of stuff on this one. Yeah, I mean, it symbolizes a lot of stuff, but none of it's like good, and it's all over no. the temple. Um, oh, here, let's see. Here it is. Let me show you this one first, because it's all over the San Diego temple and the one that I used to go to in Newport Beach. It's all over that, too. You can see it up here. Oh, yep. This says it appears over 10,000 times in the wow. San Diego temple. And I actually. Oh, yeah. If the San Diego temple, if you look at it from above, it's actually. That shape like huh. it, it, it's a this the what do you call it again? The Rampan, the seal of, of Melchizedek Um, that. If on the aerial view, it oh, wow. sits like that, like oh, this. Yep. Hmm. That's the shape of, of, I also think it's interesting. I mean, I know that's a proper word erected, but I think it's really funny that these phallic people use yeah. the word erect. 
<laughs> instead of just feeling. like finish yeah whatever else they just completed uh, like mean. just put the day or built on or like erected yeah. we erect. well that one has a lot of phalluses so that doesn't surprise me yeah this one is very majestic and um even though i mean yeah, you you see how different it is because these are fluid. Um, uh -huh. It doesn't have all of the stones like the other one did, uh, like the Salt Lake City Temple. And I drive past this one often, and it I always feel like it's that castle on the never-ending story because it's just mm. so like crazy looking. It's on it's on their fence posts. The one wow, the they fence really posts got crazy on that Brigham one. City. Yeah, the fence posts in Brigham City look like vaginas <laughs> and then again there's the beehive in the center of it and what happens yep. what happens when with the sodomy rituals the hive mind you get connected mm -hmm. to the demonic and it's right in, there in the center of the rectum on these temple buildings um this is you know it appeared in ancient buildings too this is an ancient temple um Let's see, I'm not going to spend too much time on that one. Okay, coming back here. So this is where, you know, the Mormon explanation is going to tell you their own. They they say it represents Jesus. That doesn't come from anywhere. They're just like, make that up, right? I Russell know, M. Yeah. Nelson. He says, each temple is a house of learning. There we are taught in the master's way. Who's your master? His way differs from the model or from the modes of others. His way is ancient and rich with symbolism. We, it's really not like Jesus spoke in parables, but Jesus also taught a very plain gospel. It wasn't mm -hmm. rich with symbolism. We can learn much by pondering the reality for which each symbol stands. And, you know, parables and symbolism are different. You know, it like this is occult symbolism. It's not. It doesn't line up with what he says there. So um, anyway, if you go through here, it oh, this one was interesting. Remember how we talked about Quetzalcoatl earlier with America? Oh, yeah. The uh -huh. plumed serpent. The Mayan symbol, this symbol in, in the Mayan way is who believed is to represent a Venus deity. Since the Venus glyph appears where his face is, notice the cross symbols on the sky band when the cross in the sky band are superimposed an eight pointed cross is formed mm -hmm. so they have i mean we know the that's what it's called the cross of quetzalcoatl which is the plumed serpent and which would be the kundalini energy inside of the rectum for the sodomy ritual and so that's I, you know when you when you come to these symbols and we know that this religion and you look at their temples and what's on there and it's passed down through Nephilim, then all of this symbolism takes on a completely different meaning. So anyway, this, this website's really interesting. It has a lot of different, the Sumerians used an arrangement of lines as a symbol for both star and God. The linear eight pointed star represented the goddess Iana, Sumerian queen of the heavens and Ishtar, the Babylonian goddess known as the light bringer. An eight pointed star enclosed with a circle in it was the symbol for the sun God, Ra. Mm. The Babylonian star cult is the core and the architect, uh, 
archetype of subsequent astrology. Anyway, that's hmm. an interesting website. You can look into that if you're interested. But what else you got? I think we have covered it unless we have any more slides. I think we are there. And I think, did yeah. we catch all the points? I get them I, all? Yeah, we finished okay. through all of it. Uh -huh. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, next time you and I get together, we're going to talk about, like we said, the, these orphan trains and, um, you guys Why should really look into it because, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I just feel like it's a whole other piece of the puzzle when we talk about, mm -hmm. you have Genesis six, which is the beginning and you know, the, um, Nephilim and the first incursion and the flood and everything. And then God says in our day, it would be as it was in the days of Noah. And then I myself have had visions about how this, you know, is currently still alive, these hybrid genetics and, you know, the government is exposing this. And then there's just this big lapse and blank piece of time that I feel like is really kind of like hidden within some of that stuff oh, yeah. that we're going to talk about. Oh yeah. I think, I think so, they hit a lot. Anyway, Yes. Yeah, that'll be fun All to get right. into when we go into that. So everybody join us again and thanks yes. for yeah, sticking and with us. Again. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. And have, have a good, a good one. one.